Hello and happy Tuesday. Hope everybody has been taking care of themselves per usual. And, you know, I kind of want to dive in to this episode today. You know, usually I have like some kind of a substantial introduction or like recap, but I don't really have anything new to talk about or to introduce, so I'm just going to jump right the fuck in today. Because today's topic is actually incredibly exciting for a lot of reasons. Today I want to talk about allowing love to happen for you. Allowing somebody to love you. Allowing yourself to love other people. I know very well that a lot of people that deal with trauma have this issue. I understand how difficult it can be to do something as simple as allow somebody to just be nice to you or be good to you. Commonly, people feel that there is always an ulterior motive. There's always somebody that wants something from you. There's always that thought of, when is the other shoe going to drop? When is this person going to leave me? When is this person going to hurt me? Maybe I shouldn't get used to this. Maybe I don't deserve this. Why do I deserve this? Why is this person doing this for me? Think about all the objections you might have when you are thinking of reasons to not allow somebody to love you. And then I want you to focus in and listen to what I'm about to say in this episode. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be treated well. You deserve kindness. You deserve generosity. You deserve all of those things. Despite what you might have gone through. Despite how you might have felt. And what things you might have done or said when you were going through what you went through. You deserve love. You deserve that kindness from people and from yourself. Now, I talk about this a lot because it's like practice. I'm, I'm not sure how many people have heard this, but, you know, people that have baby fever are usually told to get a dog or a plant first, you know, so that you can not practice, but get used to the idea of really caring for something other than yourself with love it's almost the same you need to love yourself first and learn how to love yourself first now that's a very vague statement because I hear people you know say that all the time over social media over TikTok and then I also see people on the other side that say like oh I hate when people say you need to love yourself first to them right I hear all that and I know I know, it's, I understand, and I'm going to explain it to you. When I say love yourself, okay, when I say love yourself, I mean do unto yourself what you would like others to do for you. Very simple concept, I understand, but listen to me, give, give me a second. Do unto yourself 
as you would like others to do for you. Take care of yourself on the inside and on the outside. Doing the work, not letting it slide, you know, figuring out how you can be the best version of yourself. And that is going to look different for a lot of people, right? Like for me and my family currently, you know, me, my sister and my mom are all studying cycle syncing, for example. I'll let you ladies and men, you know, do your own research, but it's just basically about healing your hormonal cycles based on which cycle you're in, right? And what's normal versus not normal. What has been accepted as the norm versus what is not necessarily the norm. That is how I'm starting to care for myself from the inside, right? And from the outside, it's doing other things that are going to make me feel happy, that are going to spark joy in my life. And I don't mean in ways that are self-destructive. And I always have to emphasize that because sometimes people will take that and just be like, oh, well, you know, I like getting fucked up every night, right? And I don't think that drinking is the devil. I don't think that if you have a drink, you're fucking up every ounce of progress that you have. However, it's important to heed the fact that alcohol is poison for your body. That's just what it is. It hurts you internally over time. And it's not good for you, right? And most people understand when they're ingesting alcohol, they, they're doing it with the thought process of, I know this isn't good for me, but I don't do it all the time, which is fine, right? But when I mean taking care of yourself, right, is exactly that and loving yourself, loving yourself enough to make hard decisions that you know are for the greater good or eating certain foods because you know they're going to make you feel healthier excelling at or putting practice and excelling at certain things because you know that it is going to spark joy in your life either in the future long term or short term so the first step ladies and gentlemen when it comes to learning how to accept love in your life and accept people that want to love you and care for you you need to start learning how to love yourself and that comes gradually. And anybody that's going to love you or wants to love you is obviously going to do that with the disclosure that you are not going to be quote unquote easy. I mean, I don't think anybody's easy. I think everybody comes with their own issues and hindrances. But sometimes people that go through trauma might have a little bit extra that is going to require patience and understanding. And your partner will most likely know that. And it's going to be difficult sometimes. It's going to be frustrating sometimes, but it's not impossible. And as much as we'd like to think that we don't deserve these things, it's important to understand that if somebody is showing you genuine kindness with no ulterior motives, because, the, and this is where I tell people to use their discernment, because you know when somebody is doing something, especially if they have a a track record of it because a lot of the times we'll, we'll mix up what who we want love from that has abused us in the past to you know <laughs> people that we've that we don't know you know habitual emotional patterns with right so please do not confuse somebody that has been emotionally or physically abusive with you in the past for oh I can accept love from them when you when you know the pattern right you have to use your discernment with with people with certain people in your life so if somebody is coming in that you know has a habitual pattern of treating you a specific way, 
then it's important to heed the gut feeling that you, the gut feeling of hesitance that you might feel and move away from that and, and, you know, go in a different, in a different path, a different, a different area would beseech you to do such. But accepting that love from somebody when somebody, and, and I feel like most people, if you dig deep enough, you'll be able to find at least one person with whom you questioned or you wanted to question, but you can tell there was just something different about how they treated you, about how they felt towards you that was different. That was, in other words, or lack of a better word, pure. Their intentions were there and you could feel it and you can see it. And there wasn't anything there that made you feel like they were going to hurt you. And I don't know if this is a commonality for people. But for me personally, I can very definitively tell when it is a gut reaction versus generalized fear based on past experiences and the hesitancy that comes along with that. So when I have that gut reaction of, uh, I know what this person wants, you know, I know that there's probably something maybe a little bit underlying and they've already shown a pattern of their lack of care. They've never confirmed nor denied and they're just not, that's not the person that they are meant to be for me, right? Versus somebody that's new that is or has not shown a pattern of abuse or neglect or has not been innately uncaring towards you or has jeopardized your safety in any way and is just coming to you in a very loving place, from a very loving place. And when people, when, when you guys are going through these moments, and if you need to come back to this episode, when you're going through this, if you're not currently going through it now, feel free, right? But when you are in this moment, I want you to take the time to sit and reflect on how this person is with you, how you feel around them, and where that, where they, what, what, what place they hold in that position, because it doesn't always need to lead to a long-term romantic situation. And I feel as though, and I don't know if this is just American culture, if this is everywhere, right? But I feel as though people feel as though every single connection that they have with somebody needs to be romantic, especially if it's the sex that they're attracted to. So men, women, whatever, straight gay, bisexual, whatever, whatever sex you are attracted to. If you have feelings there, strong feelings, undefined feelings, and they're there, you feel this needs to be a romantic relationship. It has to be because I feel X, Y, and Z about it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You can have strong relationships in your life with people that you love very much or that you have a lot of love for that's not going to turn romantic or physical or sexual or anything like that. It's just a strong love and protectiveness that you feel around these people that are in your life, that you have a deep connection with, that you have trust with, that you feel comfortable with. And accepting that love does not 
stop at romance, right? It's accepting love from family. It's accepting love from genuine friendship. It's accepting love from romantic um, interests, right? It's accepting those, those things, right? And as you move through this journey of evolving your emotional intelligence, you're going to understand that there is a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, things that you need to zoom out to see and be an observer, Sometimes, sometimes it's important to just zoom out and just be an observer of the situation and understand where this person, because you have to understand your only job as you, right, apart from loving yourself and all that stuff, right, that's included in the statement, is understanding where certain people in your life are going to fit. That's the job of you running your life, right? Is understanding and being able to properly discern which categories a person is going to fit perfectly in your life. Because it's not an end-all, be-all. It's not we have to be in a romantic relationship, we have to have sex, or we can't talk to each other at all. We can't be friends at all. We can't. It's either this or nothing. I'm burning the bridge, blah, blah. But you feel deeply for this person. You care about this person. You want this person in your life in one way or another. Some people call it a friend zone. You know, people that are not that may not be ready to have mature evolving relationships with people that don't necessarily include more than that because we have been otherwise conditioned to believe that if we have strong feelings or protectiveness or love for people that it has to be romantic it has to be sexual or it has to be familial or it has to be it just it can't just be it can't just exist well, there has to be some kind of attachment or label onto it to make people feel comfortable because the unknown naturally makes people feel uncomfortable. And labeling things makes things feel a little bit more normal. But you can understand in your mind, you can have the quality to be able to say, this person fits in my life this way and I am okay with it. They are okay with it. We feel comfortable in each other's lives. I care about this person. And I'm willing to accept love from this person. I'm willing to give love to that person. And this isn't some, this is, this is sounding, I understand this is sounding kind of like a polyamorous type of deal, but it's not. I'm just saying in the realm of accepting love, it's going to come in different forms from different people in different categories in your life. And it can be difficult to accept sometimes. Because we have these running doubts in our mind. Why would I deserve this? I don't deserve this. This person is going to hurt me. This person has ulterior motives. This, 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 this. Fear, fear, fear. I'm afraid. What is this? And again, it's important to step back. This is where you, you have your little zoom out goggles and you become an observer. This is where you zoom out and you really think and you look at what is going on and why you feel the, way that, the ways that you do. Because when you have a chance to reflect and understand, you see things a lot differently. And again, this is why I say that talk therapy is so important, why talk therapy is so useful, because it gets you to zoom out and really see as an observer what's going on and why you feel the way you feel. You get the explanation behind why you feel the way you feel from a clinical goggle, from a, a clinical pair of goggles, from a professional, right? And not all therapists are the same and some therapists are going to be bad, but well, you know, that's a topic for a different episode. But you see that 
we engage, when, when you evolve your emotional intelligence, you will start to understand that you are going to engage in your own little talk therapy sessions internally, where you're doing that little head-to-toe scan of why do I feel this way? Why do I feel uncomfortable? Why is there resistance here? Why is, there, why is this resistance happening? I should feel this way. I should feel that way. When the fact of the matter is, is that you don't feel that way. And you need to understand why so you can move past it. The understanding the why is going to help you move past whatever hurdle you're going through emotionally or physically, right? Understanding the why is going to help you move beyond that hurdle of emotional distress, emotional disease, right? It's going to help you move past it. But it takes work. Maintaining your body takes work. You know, it's so funny. You know, I caught myself, uh, you know, judging myself based on unrealistic expectations of, you know, TV and media. And I stopped myself and I was like, wait a second. Why am I feeling this when I know for a fact that these things exist to make people look a certain way, you know, so that X, Y, and Z, right? We have these unrealistic unrealistic expectations of what it takes to maintain a human body and look a certain way and feel a certain way. It doesn't just, you don't just wake up and you feel perfect and not have to do any maintenance, right, for yourself, just like a car. And I don't like to compare people to inanimate objects, however, comma, for the sake of example, it's like a car. If you never get your oil changed, if you never get your tires rotated, if you never get your fucking, um, what is it, when they, when they fucking uh, balance your car so it doesn't, it's not all fucking all over the road, I think that's part of it. I don't, I'm not a big car person, but I know some things. So, when you don't do those things for your car, what's going to happen? Over time, it's going to deteriorate and it's going to break down. It's going to be more costly. But if you're maintaining your car, you're getting your oil changes when you need to get your oil changed. You're getting this checked. You're getting this checked. You're getting this checked, right? You're getting things replaced bit by bit. Your car is not going to break down on you. It's just like your human body. If you are taking care of yourself and you're doing the work to maintain your body, which takes a lot of fucking work. Anybody that has ever raised a child knows how much work it is to maintain a human body. Even though you have one, for some reason, you don't realize how much work it is until you raise another human being and you realize how much you need to fucking do, right? Same with a dog or a pet or anything. You know, it takes a lot of maintenance to maintain a soul, to maintain a being. It takes a lot of maintenance. And that is not meant to be daunting. It's meant to be, see it as a ritual of reset, you know, I take a lot of joy in the self-care that I give for myself when I do my body brushing, when I do my magnesium baths, when I do um, my hair care, my skin care. When I take the time to do those things, it is very ritualistic for me in the sense that it feels not like work. Just like when I'm cooking or baking, it doesn't feel like work. When I'm cooking and cleaning my space, it doesn't feel like work. It is a very therapeutic process for me because I made it that way. And some people, that's not going to be the same thing for every pe- for every person. You know, I don't know if that's just my personality or if I, I just made it that way because I was a pretty messy kid. Personally, I was not like a neat freak. I was a pretty messy kid and, you know, I my shit was always all over the place. And, you know, when it came to the maintenance of my person, it was something that I really had to learn how to do because it's unique for every person. What every body needs is going to be unique because your hormones are different. Your hormones are at different levels based on your diet, based on your stress levels, based on your mom's, your mom and her side or your dad and his side, right? 
So all those things are going to factor into what you need to do. So that all kind of wraps into the love that you are going to feel for yourself, that you're going to cultivate for yourself when you do these things. And there's always something in our lives that we pay extra attention to that to maintain and to love, right? Could be your computer, could be your car, it could be your pets, it could be your plants, it could be anything that you pay extra attention to that you do everything to the T to make sure it's perfectly working and perfectly in tune. Take that love and see if you can translate it to love that you that you give to yourself, love that you use to maintain yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is going to dictate the quality of life that you live emotionally and physically. It's going to dictate the quality of, of, of relationships that you have with others, right? Within your circle, it's going to dictate the quality in which you pick your friends and you pick the people that are around you. It's going to completely alter your world around you. And again, it takes a lot of work. It's not a one, two, three, you wake up one morning and you're doing a hundred pushups and you're doing all this fucking clinical care. It is, it is, it takes time to build up to that. And it's something that you learn to do just like anything in life. It takes practice. And this is what I say. You never stop learning. You never stop growing. You are always a student of one thing or another. I don't know everything. There's no possible way I could know everything. Do I know a lot for my own personal body and my own personal emotional health? Yeah, absolutely, totally. But I still have more to learn. There's still a lot more that I, you know, the fact that I am 28, right? And I'm still learning that, you know, there's certain things that I'm doing that is disrupting my hormones and making certain parts of my life difficult is crazy to me. But that's because it was never, it wasn't knowledge that was readily available at the time that I was, you know, first flooded with hormones when I went through puberty and all that shit. Anyways, I want to stop this episode here. You know, I'll stop talking your guys' ears off. It's, uh, we're at 21 minutes, <laughs> almost 22. <laughs> Anyways, I love you guys so much. Please continue to take care of yourself. Please continue to learn more about yourself. Understand that you are worthy of love. Despite any flaws you feel you may have that make you unlovable you can and will get to a space in which you will be able to accept love genuine love from great people that are here to love and to heal you and to and to see you win and to watch you win to support you and vice versa i love you guys so much i'll see you next week bye bye now